What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 215 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Boo! Boo, I say! Greg Miller's very angry today. You'll find out why in uh, just a second. And I, I'm very interested in, in why he's so upset about this specific thing. Uh, but joining us for the first time on this yes, show? Yes, first time on this show. Boss baby himself. Yeah! God fucking damn it. Uh, What's up? Oh, you gotta love it. This is gonna be a good one. <laughs> I'm excited for this one. A really good episode. Andrea and Fran are away because uh, they both have different stuff that they are doing. They're on assignment. They're assignments. Fun assignments. Um, but you get us today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We get together, talk about video games, all the things we love about them. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can watch the show live. You can get the show early. You can sometimes be a part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. There's just so many options. You can also be a Patreon producer like Scott Hardinger, DJ Kanto, who I know is watching live right now, Casey Kern, Sancho West Gaming, and James Hastings. James Hastings! Thank you all for making this stuff happen. Uh, you can watch the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com when it goes up on Monday at 6 a.m. Pacific time. Or you can listen to your favorite podcast service. Just search for kind of funny games cast around the globe, around the globe, all the globes. So many globes, so many podcast services. Greg Miller. Yeah. Let's just get right into it. Why are you what so the mad? Fuck? I the just Walking beat. Dead final season finale. The final episode. So theoretically, unless somebody changes their mind, the end of Clement's, Clementine's story I've seen. That was how the, that, Telltale pitched it. Well, and I'm not saying that Skybound's backed off of that at all. But mm-hmm. it's, you, know, it's, you know how sequels are. They got the rights back. What are they going to do with it? Who knows? Yada, yada, yada. We've been thundering towards this since The Walking Dead, the original here, right? The Telltale series. Lee and Clem doing their thing. Here we are. They're going to finally end this. They're going to land the plane. How is it going to end? You know, with this many years of stories behind them, right, that they can't end it in a way that's going to make everybody happy. I didn't expect to be angry afterwards. Okay. And so we're going to spoil the shit out of this, period, full stop. Now, right now, I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a little bit of non-spoilerness before we get there. Kev, are we prepped for a spoiler bros graphic at some point? Not yet. Uh, you, for, just, yes. Can for, you be... All right, prep it up. The problem is this. The Walking Dead, and I guess this is a spoiler, I'm not going to give you specifics. The Walking Dead, the final season, episode four, the finale, ends happily. That is the problem here. And it ends in a super saccharine way, in a way that I kept waiting, like, is this a dream? Are this, is, 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 some lost is AJ dreaming this right now? Okay. And we're going to have a reveal that this has all gone bad and blah, 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 blah. We don't get that ever. It just ends bogusly happy. It violates its own rules of what the universe is and what they've established as the game. Hmm. And if... In this gap where I'll get to in spoilers exists where a few different things happen, then tell me that to set it up and make it make sense. Because again, I, I, there was a great tweet the other day, or not tweet, on Reddit, there was a great screen grab of a Grant Morrison tweet I'd never read before, right? Where it was basically like, yeah, I'll never understand why adults get so hung up on how Superman can fly or how Batman can run a billion dollar empire while being Batman when the answer is so obvious to children. It's not real, Right. I'm not here trying to nickel and dime you for making I really like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I leaps of logic, whatever the walking dead, the video game, right? The telltale series has done a good job of establishing here are the rules of this universe and here's how it's going to go. And here's how we're going to go off of it to the point that 
they've done, and I don't, I, they've established these rules. I don't want to tell it. I'll, I'll touch back on the rules they've established when I get their disclosure or whatever. And this just violates them in a way that, like, not, don't get me wrong. The game itself, good. I teared up. Totally, I teared up. It was touching. It was it was very emotional to go through this uh, final episode with Clem and AJ. But like, we get to a point where this thing happens. Then we have another thing. All right, that's cool. Then we come back. More stuff happens. You're like, all right, cool. Like, this isn't how I'd want to leave the series, but it's not bad. This will be a good bow on it, right? And literally, they do the pan where you're like, oh, it's over, and then they pan back down, and then it's like, why? Why is any of this happening right now? So now, put up spoiler bros, Kevin. All right. One now we're going to spoilers. You're watching on YouTube right now, or you're watching on the live stream or Patreon. You see the spoiler rose, you can mute it right now. We'll come back. We'll take a look it off. If you're listening in a car, I apologize. Uh, I assume you're not that big of a fan. You know what mm. I mean? You've had 24 <laughs> hours, to not even. <laughs> you've had. You're live at 9 p.m. I'm sorry. I just have to get this off my chest. So here's. They just. It's. Let's go even further back. Let's go to all where the way the, back. Take us back. Go oh, take us. Uh, here's where the Walking Dead, the Telltale series didn't lose me originally mm. but was the first sign of oh here's where it's never going to be my kind of thing again not not my, it's never going to be my kind of thing telltale in this game and i've always talked about it right is they're telling you your, their story but everybody has the same coloring book right so we all shade it our own different ways and that makes us have our own thing and it's Mine's great so blue. huh yeah it's so blue tell season one i thought did a great job of giving you choices, you know, that mattered to your character development and then established who you were. When we get control of Clementine in season two, we go on and we're still learning from the people around us, the two adults, right? Uh, uh, for some reason, I was trying to remember this earlier. I can't remember. Uh, remember Christine Lakin, her character, and then uh, Kenny at the end at the duel. And you have to choose between them. And on that, I thought it was a great build up from season one of Lee building Clem season two us becoming Clem making the choices that establish who our Clem is and then at the end do you side with Christine's character or do you side with Kenny right and I got to a point where I was like I side with neither of you so I let Kenny kill Christine's character and then I killed Kenny and I was like wow what a great bastard thank you what a great choice what a great development this is so cool this is such a great payoff and then we get to the moment where I was like ooh. I don't like this at all hmm. where in season two, a baby had been born, AJ Alvin right. jr. Who will come on obviously to be the, one of the characters here at the end. After I, after both of them are dead, it's revealed that AJ is right over there. There was a whole fight about what they were going to do with him. That it was a key point. Christine's character was using to show that Kenny had gone crazy. You get AJ and then you're presented with a bunch of different options of how you want to end it. Do you want to go back this way? Do you want to go off into the wilderness? Do you want to do this? And the option I wanted was to leave AJ behind. Just leave this baby for yeah. dead. Because that is, in my head, the Clementine I had made is understanding the harsh realities of this world and is a child who can't take care of a baby. This doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, the kid's going to cry. It's going to attract walkers, yada, yada, yada. I, not to mention, I'd rather just see the baby put out of its misery. Well, who wants to bring a fucking kid into this world? I'm getting way into the semantics of my own zombie apocalypse survival. But that, those right? are the choices that they gave you to connect with that. Exactly. And that I thought we'd built up to that point where that would be a viable choice and Telltale said it was not. And mm. I did not get that choice, right? Mm. So it was that no matter what, I'm walking off with this baby. And I was like, that kind of sucks. And I get it. Again, right? I compliment The Last of Us for ending, spoilers for The Last of Us, for ending the way it did where there is no choice. Joel is there to save Ellie. You don't get to make a choice. There are no choices in this game. We're mm. telling you a story. Telltale, even with the coloring book thing, let me make enough choices that by the end of 10 episodes, I felt like I had my Clementine, and then they took away the choice that my Clementine would have made, 
which is fine. Cool. I'm along for the ride and I, whatever. Like I still love Clem and whatever. It's just, this is a weird thing. So then sees our new frontier wasn't about Clem, but she was involved with it. But AJ wasn't really, he was missing, blah, blah, blah. You're going to go get him. Great. This season has been Clem with AJ. Clem very much in the Lee role. AJ's, they've, they've all aged up. So like AJ's not a baby anymore, right? I think he's six, maybe seven, something like that. I forget. Probably should have known that. But again, here's the thing too, is that it, this whole season, it's the final season, which is exciting. They're exploring, you know, uh, more open environments of going around and doing stuff, which I think slows down the p- pace of the game they are. Mm. But they're doing more action. They're doing different camera angles. They're working the, the text better. Like I get all that. It's just still the thing of, any one of these games is always going to live in the shadow of season one. Even season two, which I thought really progressed characters and did interesting th- stuff, paled in comparison to what season one made you feel, right? So by the time we're into this, episode four of this, and it would have been better, obviously, to play it all through in one go than break it up as you do. I'm surrounded by characters I kind of remember and I kind of don't, but I really don't give a shit about any of you, which <laughs> was like, for it was a theme for me in season two. Where yeah. it was like, cool, Scott Porter's character's cool, but I don't fucking care about any of you. I really just want to get away from you people and go about, I go off on my own, right? But And then I, Kenny comes back and you have that moment of like, oh my, it's season one again, right? And like you chase that high almost of season one, both you as a player and Clementine as a character. And like you realize it's not the same, which is cool. These are cool story moments. Whereas this one, you don't really get it. So ep- the final episode here. Uh, again, really interesting in some of the stuff they do, really interesting in some of the fight mechanics, really good action scenes and stuff, cool choices of how you're going to talk to AJ or do whatever. But at, 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 a, at a giant battle on the bridge, right, this character, Minnie Minerva or whatever, pops up, and she's she had gone to the other side. She had been a bad person. She's a kid, too. They're, they're, we were at, like, a uh, not orphanage, a school, a boarding school for, like, kids or whatever, bad kids. So, like, we're, it's, like, kind of like Lord is of the she, Flies. Is she, like, Shadow Clem? I mean, not really. She went mm. off to the, she went over to the other side, got abducted or through this Marlin. D- it doesn't matter. Gotcha. She's bad. Right. And cool. so like, I've been very much like, fuck her. She's not your real sister anymore. She's just like, you know, blah, blah. she got bit. She did all stuff. So she brought a bunch of walkers out. us. we got this giant thing, blah, 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 blah. She swings an ax and catches Clem's uh, leg mm. and goes from like uh, bottom of the knee all the way down to the ankle uh-huh. and leaves a giant old gash there, tears up Clem's boot. So Clem's now can't run, right? She's limping or whatever. And so, we're going, we're trying to get AJ out. It's all very tense. There's walkers everywhere. We, we kill her. We have to kill her brother, all this different stuff. Um, but we're going, we, all right, cool. We get separated from, uh, this other girl from school who has a romantic relationship with my Clem might, might not be with yours. Uh, we get separated. You go that way. I'm going to get AJ. We'll meet you back at school. Great. Get AJ up the rocks. I get him protected. And then as I'm pulling myself up, Walker gets me, bites me. And it's that moment of, did Clem really get bit here? Did she not get bit? What do we know? Because she's already got a fucked up leg, right? And so she, you, it's a cool moment of you as the as the player peel back the split boot on one side and don't see anything. You pull back the other one and there's bite marks on at the bottom. Oh man! And I have an axe, so I'm like, fucking, let's go, AJ. Take my fucking leg off. That option doesn't come. We're not. We don't present with that. Oh. We go to a bar, We you know hobble back over to a barn. Uh, you know, a lot of falling, a lot of getting up. We we. It's a really cool barn scene where. It is full on you becoming Lee, AJ becoming Clem, where you're there and you're telling you know AJ what to do, and now you're controlling AJ and you're you know barricading doors and shutting barn things, and it's very tense. And then it'll switch back to Clem, and she shoots her a few times, and it's great. But clearly, she's bleeding out. She's losing all the color in her face. She's going dead, if not zombie. You know what I mean? And so again, we have that conversation of a goodbye, like we did with uh, uh, Lee, Lee and Clem, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know adding you know more to it obviously is that i i do think 
I shouldn't say AJ seems younger than Clem did in the maybe not, that's not true whatever they're they're comparable maybe AJ is a little bit older he's seen way more shit than Clem has he's done way more shit the kid's a cold-blooded killer again th- based on the choices because he and also he's been raised in this world where, sure and yeah. the choices I've been doing like yeah. you know what I mean like it is there are a lot of like arguments with people and I think I talked about this with episode three right that there mm-hmm. was a dude that actually ties into the comic books right and one of the the skinwalker dudes the uh the whispers what do they call them Whispers. Whispers. Uh, they didn't sound right for some reason. Anyways, uh, and like he was like very much like, no, no, you know, zombies aren't that bad. And like, walkers aren't that bad. Like, you know, and I'm like, no. But he's doing it. He's doing it. He did a good job of selling it, but I was still like, no. So he hates us and he hates that, you know, AJ's a killer and yada, yada, yada. Um, I've made him a cold blooded killer. And so it is like, all right, cool. You got to take me out. You know what we've talked about? You've got to kill me. And uh, he doesn't have any bullets, he only has the axe. And so it's like, you got to kill me, right? That's what we've talked about. And here's what I thought when this happened. I was like, this is going to be my major complaint with this episode, which did not turn out to be true. Interesting. But he hesitates on the kill, right? And he asks one final time, like, I don't want to do this. Like, can and he makes a call back to episode one. He's like, I just want to sit next to you and just, I just uh, want to like sit next. I know. And he's like, I know it'll happen. I will ju- will be just like the couple on the train yeah. station. Like, let me stay here. And sure enough, the options popped up and there were all various versions of no. So I, I went with triangle silence, hoping against hope. Maybe I would get something there. And instead, no, she just shakes her head. No. And he's like, I know I just had to ask. And it was like, what a brilliant move that would have been. I think for my Clem, my AJ, and I know it would fuck up their entire story, but give me you, you've done branching openings before. If this is the really the end, give me a branching ending. Right. Um, I thought that would have been the coolest way. Cause it, it goes back to, my shit in episode two uh, or season two of not being able to make the choice I want, but also just being at my core beliefs of like, what are we fighting for? Like, no, you're, I'm not going to unleash you six year old boy all alone into the world now to go fucking do this. Like, let's just, yes, you know, let's just fucking shit. Let's just kill each other. Let's just end it here together. Uh, can't do it. So he pulls up the ax and he hesitates like Clem did with the gun and, and then swings it down and then black. We then get a flashback of how Clem went to get him as a toddler after the events of season uh, three, but we didn't get to see. There's like, you know, the time jump and everything. Doesn't matter. It was cool. It was unexpected to play as Clem. I was like, is this a dream? Oh, no, it's not a dream. I'm saving AJ. Got it. Got him. Got to see a little bit of him being a really young kid and having to grow up in this world and give him the rules that we've been reciting forever that have been like drilled in his brain, but like our development. Cool scene. Come back. Now we're AJ on the banks of this thing, fishing like we already did in episode one, or maybe it was episode two. Uh, spear fishing. Marlon's dog's there. Okay, great. Uh, you know, we're getting ready to go. And then Clem's hat had gotten lost in the very beginning of the episode. It came tumbling down the creek. And you can see, like, you're AJ, and you're, like, trying to get the hat, trying to get it back. And eventually you get it back with the help of the dog. It's like, yay. So we start walking back towards the school, right? And then as you're going, you see the other kids that survived. They're working out in front of the school and stuff. And then it starts playing. And I guess as, as it started, it starts playing uh, Take Us Back, the song that ended if you remember it was at the moment very powerful uh ended season one after after episode five take yep, us yep. back oh take us back oh take and it's beautiful like it's beautiful in autumn and it's like the game i think takes over here and he's walking on his own so i'm just getting to watch this scene happen and he's seeing the other kids 
and they're like, oh, you know, and they're like, they've already been back for a while. They're all doing their things. The one of the couples is united. They walk in. This other guy comes over. He's been he's putting up a sign of "Don't fuck with us" and like with a dead adult there, like, hey, we'll fucking day. kill you people. You know what I mean? And he, they all start going in, and we're just following AJ walking, and we get to the door, and AJ looks over his shoulder at you. I just got chills doing it at you, and then whistles, and it's the dog, and the dog walks in the door with him, and he closes the door right, and it pans over the school thing, and I was like. All right, this is where we're going to leave it. This is, I again, like, uh, cool, they're doing their thing. It's kind of, it's the same cycle, whatever, yeah. but okay. It's I, like the ending they wanted to tell or whatever. Exactly, I can live with that. Yeah. Pans up, and then guess what? We're going to pan back into the school, and I'm like, okay, now what's what's happening now? So we're on the other side of the wall, and I'm walking around, and uh, AJ's talking, and sure as shit, fucking Clementine comes over on crutches with no leg, cut off at the knee. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Go. And I understand. Let's have a ha-. And this is where I'm like, is this a dream? And this is where I get my hopes actually kind of go up too. where I'm like, are we about to cut back to the barn and have it be? I just want to sit here. Is that OK? And he'll be like, OK. And the, you guys just in that. That's like this vision he had of like, or they told each other they're talking. Nope. Clemens, Clemens just alive. So either I'm to believe that again, I remember I remember being. Not this mad, but on the bridge of it in episode or season one when Lee got bit, right? And then long in gameplay wise, a long time later, it was like, well, we, let's cut off the arm. And I was like, oh my God, what a hokey out. No, it's been too long. And we cut off the, I cut off my Lee's arm. I'm like, I'll take the shot. Didn't work. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. There's no way out. You know what I mean? Great, great. That's rad. Clem, now not as much time passed a lot of time still passed where this was not at, this isn't a Herschel situation if you remember from the yeah, comics yeah, yeah, where yeah. it was literally like belt now hatchet gah, gah. like it was not that at all which gets even more preposterous then if we're gonna let's go back to the barn that we are barricaded on all sides AJ's covered himself in the guts because he was gonna have to get out on his own before he kills Clem right we're surrounded and AJ did this so there's one there's uh, there's three possible outcomes here aj went up with the axe came down and cut off clem's leg there with no tourniquet no supplies this woman he couldn't carry before now with one leg helped get out of there before she bled out <laughs> surrounded by walkers sounds like bullshit to me is it an uh, empty barn though where there's supplies in the barn you don't know no i've, I've been through this barn sir the next <laughs> option is that he brought it down and he's like i can't do this let's get you back and she's like okay so even more times passed for the leg thing the third option, the kids all, they so they ran in there and they saved them and like they figured all they like show me or tell no one says anything about that. There's no like it's literally comes like, you know, you say you didn't listen to me and if it wasn't for you, I would have been dead. And like, you know, that's why I trust you to make your own decisions, which was a, a cool moment in this game where it is like AJ is like. He's off, right? He's in. A, he's a kid raised in the zombie apocalypse, so he is much more black and white. Than, and so, like, you would have these interesting, really throughout the season, really interesting conversations with him of like when killing and lying is okay and when it's not, and blah blah. And so, like, the choice in this episode was like, you either tell him that you trust him in the hard situations, or he needs to grow up still. And so, I, I was like, well, I, I trust him, whatever, right? And there was a moment where he raised his gun. Is like, what do you? Oh, he did the right thing, or at least the thing I would have done. And there's options there. There were of like. Good job you had did what you had to do or like that wasn't right or we'll talk about it you know what I mean yeah. like but he did what I wanted him to do the kid I was raising him to do so we have this conversation with Clem of yeah that's just all like 
Oh, man, happy-go-lucky. We sure did pull this out. Yada, yada. And they have, like, a nice food scene where they're all sitting there eating their food together. You know, you get to have a conversation with Clem where she's like, you know, and I just didn't know what I was doing. Like, you know, did I do a good job raising you? You know, he's like, are you kidding? And you get to choose what you say. And I'm like, of course you did. You know what I mean? And, like, you can tell how genuinely happy Clem is. And this is one of those, this like what I was talking about a couple weeks ago with Cassandra, right, of, like, I don't know this guy, but clearly this makes you happy. And I like you enough in this weird thing that I want to make you happy that way too, character. So I'm happy that Clem's happy that she, you know, getting that reinforcement that she did a good thing. And then she's like in charge of the group and she's giving out orders and shit. And then they have the thing and it's all fucking happy and bright. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, it's not even like, and I'm not even like this needs to end badly for everybody. There's no, I don't expect a walking dead TV show to end happily or anything or the comic books to end happily. But like the leg thing it's just like, it's such a cop-out. The whole ending is such a cop-out mm. to where like, it would have been so much better if when they panned over school credits and we were done yeah. than to go in there and get this saccharine, sweet, everything's okay. It leads to an awesome ending, uh, like scene scene of after that's all done, right? You as AJ, you get control of AJ walking through the school and it's literally you walk in and as you're walking down the long hallway of the school, it's like, you know, it's projecting like white text over there like you know tell the walking dead the final season right and the floor says the still not bitten team and the walls are lined with the signatures of the mm-hmm. d- developers put in there right because there's like kid graffiti all over yeah, it that you know yeah. but like this is clearly breaking that fourth wall and you turn there skybound and then you walk into your bedroom and clem's bedroom and you put down a few more trinkets and then eventually you put the hat down on the desk mm-hmm. and it'll be like are you you're done or are you still more to do and like you're done and you put it down and he says something and then like walks out with the dog and then it just does like a little thing uh still of like you know the wind coming in and sunlight and the hat there and it's like thanks for playing all that that whole thing i just did beautiful really well done it's just literally this pan up of the school into the school and then till then where i'm just like why why is any of this done and i have no knowledge whatsoever of this i know i we worked with telltale in the showcase obviously we know the voice actor stuff like that i do not know thing one part of me the cynicism or whatever is like did skybound make them put this in there like for to hey Mm. guess what clem is alive and there could be more adventures but you know what i mean like i don't know if that's true maybe this has been the vision all the way maybe i'll talk to gary wood and see what they pitched in the writer's room or whatever but it's just like why like why like either don't don't do the leg thing at all or and don't pass the torch and let's let me end it as clem but like what? Why? Dude, th- this, <laughs> is the, this is the problem with zombie stories always is they can't end. Yeah. It's like, and that's why it's always better in the beginning. It's like it hits a point though where you're just like, there really is two endings. Either they find a cure and it's okay or it's, it's never going to be okay. Yeah. This is yeah. this is life now. And it's just like, because at some point or else the third option is just, it's a never ending cycle of all oh, the rebuilding humanity. Yeah. And like humanity, now it's, now it's no longer a zombie story. Now it's just... Human starting. Again, right. Right. And it's like, I feel like the problem with this, it reminds me a lot uh, of Death Note. And I'm not going to spoil things for that, but there was a moment in Death Note that happens pretty far into it that can really be seen as the definitive end of the series. And a yeah. lot of people, I think, would be more happy where it's like, that happened? Cool. I get this. But instead, they they have another set of episodes that just keeps going. And it, I like to look at it kind of just like alternate ending. To sure. like when you're on a DVD and you're just like, all right, how else could it have ended? And it's just kind of like more like not fan fiction, but it's just like if, if you want more content, there's more content. I feel like this is kind of like that where it's like the pan. It's like that's the end. And then the rest is just kind of like the now here's the other stuff for the and people it, that are going to be mad. About and so this. to be clear, I'm very I'm not I'm mad. Right. And I'm not like I want to fuck or fuck the devs or anything like that. It's just like 
I don't understand this choice, what you were thinking, blah, blah, blah. Again, game of the season, the season was a lot of fun. The season mm-hmm. was interesting. It was, I, I do think now that we've done it and this is the final season and this theoretically is the end, this is very much one of those things of like what you're talking about where it's like, man, it would have been cool if we never came back from season one. And I don't mean that in a shitty way. I don't mean to say that like all the work that happened and all the moments we had and all the adventures we had weren't worthwhile, but it was, we just spun our tires forever. And so even if it would have ended with AJ going in, I would have been right what you're talking about, right? Like there's no way to end this in a way that I'm not like, you're not going to cure it. So it is like, cool, AJ's on his own. That's why personally, as dark as it sounds, I would have much rather had it, he sits down next to her and they they just end in a place of love, right? Like, because I want, you know, for me with Clem, right? I'm getting choked up. There was a moment when we're walking towards the barn and she's all fucked up hobbling with the thing, right? Where the options come up of saying something because he looked back and he looks sad and it's like, I pick I love you, right? Like I need, let's get it out. Like that was always the thing with Lee, right? Like I didn't, you never felt you had those moments because like he was being guarded until it was too late kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so get that out, like say what you need to say and get there and just be like, let's have the real conversation that we haven't seen expressed in a Walking Dead book or a Walking Dead piece of fiction from, and I, I should say, Let's stick to the books. I don't. I haven't kept up on Fear the Walking Dead, and I I haven't kept up on the, the last two seasons of Walking Dead. We haven't seen the main character in the story be like, you know what? Yeah, let's. I've played all the cards I can play. I don't want to send you out there alone, even though apparently you can carry a, a teenage child, possibly bleeding from her leg through this mom. You know what I mean? And I went to. I was like, am I crazy? Like, because you know, I'm not the best at. Um, it was all a dream wink. Like, did I miss something? Did I miss like the, the top was wobbling? Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I went to the Reddit, like look in every, the subreddit and people are like, Oh no, I really liked it. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm happy. It was, it ended happy rather than, and I'm like, wait, they broke their own rule. And somebody in there was like, Oh, well, you know, the, the bite wasn't that deep. And it's like, okay, true. But again, she had none of the color in her face and couldn't move. She was back to where Lee was. And maybe that was just blood loss. Okay. How the fuck did they get her out of it? How did, how uh, they uh, walkers from everywhere. They yeah. were surrounded by walkers. He killed them all with the X. Glenn got out from the dumpster. Oh, don't, that's a great thing. Yeah, that's a good fucking, that's a great point of bullshit too. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but like, man, man and it, so again, I am coming in hot. Like this mm-hmm. literally just happened 30, 40 minutes ago. Right. Yeah, While you guys are finished. Yeah. So it's like, I'm very raw with it right now. I'm not trying to take away from the fact that it's a cool season. I think if you like to walk in, you should play it. But it is still that same thing of we never hit the highs ever again in this series from season one, episode five. And the problem with that is this is a story based game. There's no, no, there's no gameplay. Like the gameplay is not the star of the show. It's yeah. story. It's making choices. And it's, yeah. it's all of that. And everything I said earlier about zombie stories, it's like. It hits a point where it's like, shit, what are we going to do? It reminds me of like Game of Thrones where it gets far enough along where things aren't surprising anymore because you expect them. And we now are going into the final season. I highly doubt that the final season has any chance of being the best season. I'm not saying it's not going to be good. I expect it to be good. But we have so few characters left where you're just like, there is no possible thing that they can pull off that's a good story that someone hasn't thought of. And the last season's basically turning into a zombie story uh, as well. And then that's true too. But the point I'm making is like you hit a point where you're too in on the understanding of the world for them to get you. And I feel like that's the problem with this where it's like cool, season one ended the way it did. From then on, it is spinning its wheels because you're always trying to be smarter than the the story. It's like you always are trying to guess what's happening and see what the twist is going to be or like not twist, but like what the emotional moments are going to be. And that's hard when, okay, someone died. So is the twist now that they're, they don't die. 
because that's not as emotional. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's, it's just hard. I, I just, don't know. I mean, I mean, I just go back to that scene with him. That should have been the final choice in the game. Can I stay with you or not? And you no, know, you have to kill me or you, you can. And like, then the final thing is just, you know, a fucking pull out of the house they were in. And it's either AJ coming out covered in guts, like hobbling through the zombies off into the distance or a pan out and nobody leaves the house. You know yeah. what I mean? And like if finally the walls break down and go in that way. And that would have been a period on the story. Whereas again, like, I, this like Clem is still out there doing the same things, and she's what mini Rick Grimes now, like leading her oh band God. of children out there. Yes, this reminds me of the TV show currently. Oh yes. no, very. Funny. I, I I thought I thought <laughs> although season nine, I heard a lot of good things. It's it's kind of getting back. I haven't watched all of them. I've seen uh, two episodes of it now. And I'm like, did you see the most recent one? All right. I, I just watched the end part. Of yeah, I was gonna say that's the one that blew up the internet where everyone's like, "You see it?" I had to go check it. out. I was like, "That's pretty good. That's yeah, good stuff." They did yeah. a good job with that. But yeah, I, I felt like when they were like at the onset of this, when like it's the final season, I was like, "Oh, here we go." You know, all bets are off. Anything can happen. Blah blah blah. And it's it plays like a normal season of The Walking Dead, which sucks because when I say that, I just mean it's some stuff happens. Characters you don't really care that much about, except for Clem and AJ to that point. Which to their credit, again, somebody who wanted to abandon AJ in season two, they made like, you care. Yeah, by the end, I was like, you know what? I feel for the kid. I understand. I. I was proud of like at the end I tweeted it when they put up my choices that I yeah, gave him what he learned yeah I was yeah. like that's cool and I, I do like that I built this kid in a way that when I was like I trust you he did the things I wanted him to do without telling him to do it if that makes sense you yeah know what I mean? mm. so yeah cool fun and it's 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 just this last thing of like man this is the last note I get with these characters this mm. is the last note Fuck. here's a question for you if people have never played the Walking Dead games yeah. before would you recommend them playing past the first season or no. just stop there? I would not recommend you play past the first season. Wow. Here's my thing. And I, because I've talked about how much I like those, these games, right? They're not bad games. If you want more of that, keep going. It's just the fact that I really do feel that. And I don't know. It could be, it, it's, Maybe it was because The Walking Dead season one was so fucking good and came from a place when everybody's like, what? Telltale? Oof, they're not good at games. Narrative games like this weren't a thing. There was no Life is Strange yet. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's why that resonates so much with me. But I feel like every one of those characters in season one is so fleshed out, right? Where I'm like, I'm struggling to remember people's names from a game I just played, right? Because they're so disposable. Whereas, like, when even in this, when the... Uh, uh, Clem pushes herself back up and the door pops back out. I was like, oh, this looks a lot like the Carly Ben scene, right? Like, I remember their names from season one. I remember Larry. I remember Lily. I remember the way story beats. Now, granted, I played that game a ton for review, but I also played that game a ton because it was awesome. Mm. Walking Dead uh, final season here, right? For the first time, or not, I shouldn't say that. For the first time in the main game, tosses in like, uh, hey, here's collectible trophies and shit like that that mm. I missed. Like, I missed a collectible. I'm not replaying this game. I'm not going to replay this. Wow. Like, I don't, there's too much other amazing things to do. Like, that's how this all is. You know, I always say that there's really not time for a game that isn't amazing. Like, seasons two, three, four, you know, Michonne, all that stuff. It's all stuff to do and it's all fun and there's choices and yada, yada, yada. But like, I, I, some, I, I, you know, plow through them because, of course, I don't like watching TV. Like, this is more fun to do than TV, I feel, and that kind of stuff. But I would never be like, dude, you got to play season two. You Thanks, got Georgie. to play season three, right? Like, yeah. fuck at regular yeah. Alvin. Fuck Alvin's wife. Uh, what was uh, the guy from Quentin Tarantino's movies that was on the show up at noon with me? Talks like that. Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen has a great mm. performance in season two, but it's short. Mm, Kumail's in season two for like an episode. Like, there's like neat little things in there. Where it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. New Frontier or whatever, don't even bother. Those guys, whatever. Who the fuck cares about it? Only season I own. 
Really? Someone gifted it to oh, me. Sure, I was yeah. like, ah, do you want those? I was like, uh, it's maybe. like it's totally one of those things. Like, I would recommend to anyone they play season one of The Walking Dead. Mm. Beyond that, you have to be like, I really want more of this kind of ga- this kind this kind of gameplay. Not this game. You're not going to get more of that, right? I think there's a touching moment in season two of Clem, like I always talk about, right? Telling, uh, if you want to, Scott Porter's character about uh, Lee, which really resonated with me, which I loved because I loved Lee so much and I loved Clem so much and that was great to retell that. And I liked the Kenny reunion and stuff like that. Hey, season two is pretty good, I guess. But like, it's, <laughs> but there's like, I mean, again, that's five episodes. That's 10 hours of gameplay and I'm really yeah. hung up on like three or four moments where I'm like, that was a really cool moment. Yeah. Hmm. Good stuff. Well, and yeah. I know it doesn't sound like a ring endorsement, though, but like, yeah. I don't think, I think when you, you're that high, it was either walk off, it's a walk off grand slam and we never do another one or we do a bunch and they'll never hit that again. There's just impossible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, I want to talk about control. Andy! Andy! Uh, Greg Miller got to play control along with Andy Cortez. Uh, control. Is coming out. It has a release date now. August yeah. something. Or other. Yeah, it's August something. That it got leaked and then it got confirmed and then uh-huh. it's whatever. Yeah, we Andy and I. What's up, Andy? Yeah, is this Mike hey, on Greg. number one game journalist? Mike on Kev. How you doing? Were you adjusting the fan? What are you doing over there? I turned on the fan. Yeah, it's really hot in here. Fan, yeah. Really, really hot. I'm, I'm fired up though about this Walking Dead stuff. So I've heard you. I mean, you want to talk about it all again? <laughs> no, <it's laughs> no, no. You can just listen to the show. Or you can watch okay, it on YouTube. Cool. Andy, what did you think of Control from Remedy? Uh, man, it is my shit, dude. Yeah, right. This game. Um. I think that the closest parallel, and it's going to be, you're going to hear it all the time, is like this is sort of like the inception of games where it's very visually stunning. It's got an awesome aesthetic. Like everything about this game, you walk into a new room, and either the interiors are really cool and modern looking, or a room is just like bright yellow, or there's just like really awesome flashes of color. Uh, that sort of lead your eye. If you don't um, know anything about Control, let me give everybody a boilerplate description yeah, do, from Wikipedia. I got there late. Oh, sure. Yeah. Control is an upcoming action-adventure video game developed by Remedy Entertainment. Of course, these are the people behind Max Payne, uh, Quantum Break, Alan Wake, and published by 505 Games. The game revolves around the Federal Bureau of Control, FBC, a secret U.S. government agency tasked with containing and studying supernatural phenomenon. As Jesse Faden, the Bureau's newest director, players explore the oldest house, the FBC's paranormal New York headquarters, and utilize powerful abilities in order to defeat a deadly enemy known only as the Hiss. It's coming out August 27th, 2019. Um, yeah, Andy got there late. Stupid fucking GDC traffic, am I right? Oh my god, well also, that, I mean, the fucking driver, it's like, look, I know that there's, like, traffic, but still, like, you don't have to go 25 miles an hour, there's, like, <laughs> enough room to drive. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this was our first time playing Control, we've seen mm. Control before, obviously, right. there's plenty of stuff up there, and it was our first time getting on the sticks, as the kids say. Cool. Um, everything Andy just said is spot on, like, I, like when, I'm, I've always been a Remedy fan loved Max Payne back in the day. Uh, Alan Wake I enjoyed, but it, I wasn't even that much into 360, but I played Alan Wake here and there. And then uh, Quantum Break I really dug, right? And so to see them bring, I think dropped more of the live action-y stuff, obviously, from Quantum Break, right. bring it more into a, we're going to tell you the sci-fi story, and it's all it's all in this weird area, right, where when you hear the description, and this is what they were talking about too, you hear the FBC, right? And you're like, oh, so... We, it's like Ghostbusters. We all know ghosts exist. And it's like, they're like, no, it's not that. It's like, it's very much that we know this is happening. 
in terms of the government. They've put this special thing together that nobody else knows about. And even though they know about it, they don't understand it. So mm. it is very much that you're this group working on this thing, but you don't really fucking know what's So happening. like early stages of all of this popping up. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I don't, yeah, for them. It is for our knowledge of what the hiss is gotcha. and, and all these extra dimensions. And what I think the game does really well from what we saw and what we played, right. Is giving you the sense of scale that this is so much bigger than you. Mm. Cause yeah, the oldest house as Andy was saying, very sterile concrete, straight lines and they were talking about this This is all based on you know this design aesthetic right but it's also the brutalism way, yeah brutalism what they call it right? the way they do it and place you as jesse in there right like you're you know at the in the middle of the screen obviously but it feels like there's four fifths of the screen still around you and above you where That's it's cool. just like i'm not filling the frame like and then when you take off and you because fl- you can fly and, or you can uh, levitate using you know, the control abilities or whatever and go around it's very much like there's a lot of space here and it's not empty you know there's a lot of space here but it's there with a purpose and it's mm. there to make me feel small and it's a way to make me you know engage enemies differently the game looks awesome i remember the first trailer being like this looks really cool like we just looked at the gameplay a second ago and it's just like i love the the look of it the graphics seem great i worry about the feel of the game i didn't love uh the the quantum quantum break, quantum break. break. yeah i was like quantum break, quantum break. um just because it felt off to me like it reminded me of when you were playing crackdown three of just mm-hmm. like how the, the the character moves and stuff, like, they glided a bit. Yeah, it's like very glidy, and it doesn't seem tight. Does this feel tight? This didn't feel as tight as I'd hoped. Um, now, I would granted, say, yeah, it's still got a glide to yeah, it. We mm. we we were seeing a lot of slowdown with a lot of physics particles. Where I mean, there's everything in this sort of world is not breakable, but it sure as hell seems like it. Where you're behind cover mm. in front of a pillar, Lo- lots of it is breakable. Yeah, yeah. not so, everything, but lots of it. And, and you're you're picking up debris off the ground to use to guard in front of you and throw at enemies. Interesting. You're taking tables and throwing them at people. And um, I feel in that. I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say I'm on the opposite of you, Greg. Where I did not really like Adam Alan Wake. Alan Wake. Yeah, yeah, right around the flash. Um, and uh, Quantum Break just didn't do it for me either. Yeah. Where I, I feel like I like Quantum Break a little bit more than Alan Wake, but Quantum Break I really wanted to love, and it, I kind of was bummed out that I just wasn't feeling it. Gotcha. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, to the breakable stuff, though, of like using it for a shield and throwing like that, that is another one of... And I, I think this is Jesse, obviously, getting these abilities as the game goes and stuff. It doesn't, what you're feeling is like gunplay and running and stuff like that. I felt not glidey, but yeah, I knew what you mean. Like, it's not tight. It's not like, yeah. boom, I'm yeah. snapping shooting. And the same thing with throwing stuff where I didn't feel precise with. Now, granted, we were dropped into a demo along yeah. the way into a sandbox thing where we had all sorts of mechanics added to it. But it didn't, it wasn't. It didn't push me away from the game. It didn't make me not want to play it. Same. It's just like, oh, this is how it's going to feel. Yeah, yeah see, that's just like yesterday when we watched the state of play, right? Yeah. And we saw Days Gone and there was the gameplay. Immediately, I was like, that looks like it feels good. Dope. Yeah. You gotcha. know? And I look at this, I'm like, that doesn't look like it feels good. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and I can't argue that. Maybe it's a brief amount of time. Days Gone, I spent hours with, right? Whereas this, we what we played, you and me, between for like 15, 30 minutes yeah, or it, it, it had a little bit of a delay in it to where it felt like we were playing not on game mode and not w- with HDR on. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you have HDR on, that, that takes lag. away input lag. Yeah. Um, or that adds input lag, rather. And so it, it didn't feel as tight as I'd hoped. Uh, but everything in terms of like the aesthetic, the vibe that you're getting from this sort of weird agency that totally doesn't exist in the real world but it i got a lot of bioshock vibes as well when you're running around in the world you're seeing these displays um on the screen where like it's a live action feed of a doctor telling you like now we're running these experiments and we got to be careful because he's kind of like recording logs for himself or whatever a lot of the technology in the world is very 90s looking yeah even though it takes place in modern day um there's just a lot of 
It's just so it's fucking weird. It looks like a, it's it's my like, kind of weird. It is reminds what me of like Kojima, which is some one reason why I can't wait for that Stranding, where everybody says, "Yeah, but what is it?" It's like I don't give a shit. It looks weird, and I'm into it. Like and, yeah. there's a lot of those vibes here. And leaving, mm. we were talking about the gameplay, right? And, and, and I, this sounds like a cop because I thought it was enjoyable. It's a lot to wrap your head around. I don't, and I, you know, I will see how it feels. For me, it's such a backseat to what the, the kind of weird science fiction story they're trying to tell. Like I'm interested to know what the hiss are and why they're invading. Obviously, I think it's already fun enough to play. Yeah, like where I'd be like, all right. I'm ready to jump into it. Will it be that satisfying gameplay you want to be a part of? I don't know. I really dug the game, the gun she has. She has mm-hmm. a service oh, revolver, so right? Cool. That's the director's. So I guess like she gets installed the director and gets the gun, right? And so that's the only weapon you have through the game. Because rather than pick up other weapons and then have those abilities, you pick up different. Ver- you pick up like uh, the gun can augment and like change in your hand, like do whatever. Mm. So there's different like settings for the gun. Mm. So you have like I, what is it four or something like that of the different things the gun can do. Yeah, whether one it's of like them a quick shoots, fire shoots like an Uzi. One of them you charge up the shot and then yeah. let go and it. But uh, they were talking about how the controls in this game are very much like hold and release based, where you're you're holding up the shields and you let it go to throw it, yeah. throw the debris at people. You're picking up an item and holding R1, and then you're letting it go to throw at somebody. Hmm. Um, also, uh, getting back to the aesthetics, it does this really great thing of whenever you open... Whenever you enter a new world, similar to what Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Two did, where the big font oh. pops on the screen, pop! It just it looks gorgeous, and they're using that font, the control font that they're using, which is Corey Schmidt's, like one of the best graphic designers ever. It just Tell like me, yeah. pops into the world, and it's just huge, and it's like the master's room or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and yeah. It, it just like uh, everything about this game. The UI is so minimal. When you're in the world, there's just like a tiny little icon on the top right. Again, he, I really think speaking to the scale of it, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and it makes you, yeah. The I love the FOV uh, in the game because you, it does like what Greg was mentioning earlier. The whole like this room probably feels like it's maybe five stories tall, but there's no stairs. You're just kind of in this giant. They make, you, they make you feel small. Yeah, yeah. it's really awesome. Uh, then, then on top of that, so then for the weapon, the different kinds of weapons you're unlocking, right, for the thing, then there's weapon mods for those. Those you can do anytime, right? And then you have abilities that you can then augment and switch out to for your yeah. character uh, at control points. It's cool. I can't yeah. wait. It, it's just, it's that perfect sort of blend of weird and stylish. And uh, I, I think Nibel on Twitter was posting screenshots from the trailer that they released this morning yeah mm. and it's like it, it reminds you of like one perfect shot or like every frame every frame yeah. of painting or whatever where huh. like the interiors are just so like the cinematography is that done they show. so purposeful uh, purposely in yeah. this game it's gorgeous yeah the cinematography that they've shown in uh trailers like gets me hooked in yeah um yeah, I had the same like uh, reservations uh, as you from E3, where I was like seeing the controls and the gameplay. I was like, I don't know how this feels, but the name. they're gonna yeah. have to do yeah. a lot of optimization because we re- like th- when I talk about slowdown, it was a huge amount of noticeable slowdown. Are y'all allowed mm-hmm. to say what you were playing on? It was it was a, it was a dev kit. It was a dev kit. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. it wasn't even a debug or anything wow. like that. It okay. was a full blown thing. So I mean, it's August twenty seventh that it's coming out. I mean, they got time on. Yeah, yeah. On it, yeah. And I I'd assume that we'll see. A little bit of a downgrade in visuals, and because we we're kind of used to that these days, where yeah. when you're trying to run the game, it there's so many moving parts and so many yeah. variables floating around you. Yeah, and, and what whenever, you were saying earlier, like there's HDR game mode now too. Yeah, for most TVs. I mean, yeah. like my TV has HDR game mode, and it it doesn't affect the lag compared to normal game mode. It, I guess it just definitely didn't feel as tight as I was hoping, but gotcha. I, I'm still like 100, and regardless of you know, if it has a great story with interesting characters and an awesome setting, and the gameplay is like eighty five percent there, I'm still yeah. in. Like, yeah. yeah, 
That's cool. Same thing. Cool. Anyway, can't wait. All right. Well, thank you very much, Andy. Bye, Andy. We love you. Bye. Now, Barrett. What's up? One of the main reasons I wanted to have you on the show. Yo, what's up, Tim? It's Cuphead. Yeah. Whoa. Let's go. Oh, fucking more, Cuphead. Good more about it. Coming to Switch, to Switch yep. um, April 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I both got to play it. Yes. And it was one of those things. I had it first, and I, was, I talked about it last week on the show. Yep. Um, I was like a little around halfway, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm just going to keep going. And I, I didn't plan on beating it. Because I was just like, I don't know that I'm, I can. And I, I challenged myself. I was like, I want to play this entire game on the Switch with the Joy-Cons. Like yeah. handheld version to see if uh, how that feels. And I've now beat the game. Right? And again, two-time. Um, I was two-time for I, show, I just want to say. It hit a point with the, with the Switch, like playing that way. That I was just like, oh, this actually totally works and is a great yep. way to play it. Yeah. There's something about being that intimately like with it. Because this type of game, it's... A lot of people look at it and they compare it to Mega Man. It, this game is Not nothing like really Mega Man. Ma- yeah. It's more similar to a bunch of Contra boss fights, right? Okay. Mixed with uh, like R-Type or mm-hmm. uh, Ikaruga, like a uh, uh, standard shmup, right? Right. Where it's just bullet hell. Yeah. Um, and that's Absolutely. all that it is. It's bullet hell mixed with Contra. Yeah. And um, there's just something about being so close to the the characters and, and to the action going on that that felt good. And... I was worried that the buttons weren't going to hold up. It was totally fine. Yeah, the, uh, Cuphead was the first game that I played, even when it originally came out, that I like understood like uh, holding a controller like in claw mode. Claw hand. Yeah, um, and they totally uh, like let you optimize the game however you want because you can switch like controls or whatever. And they do still you have switch. Uh, no, I do not. You don't. No. So Whoa, I, I so I was doing the claw mode of having. I think it's why that is. Oh gosh. Why is dash? Y is dash, uh, and then B is the bottom button, right? God, I'm totally like just use the PlayStation on. thing. PlayStation, so it's tri- yeah, it's a triangle. Yeah, so this is always interesting to me. You as a Nintendo fanboy also have trouble with this. Maybe. Nintendo's stupid though because their A's in the wrong place. Okay, okay, so right. Well, that's the thing. And like when I was trying to play whatever, when I was into one of my Switch games, really mm-hmm. hardcore, I had it figured out for a while then because it's it's the opposite of how it should be, right? So it's B A. X Y no Y X right no no, no so y, y, is on, y is on top so it's Y X Nintendo's X, buttons y, function maybe. the way PlayStation's do in Japan, where gotcha. the right button is the like yes mm-hmm. yeah and it's like that never made sense to me because when you look at the Nintendo controllers whether it's handheld or console throughout the years it's like the original Nintendo they're next to each other B and A and but then event like it starts <laughs> they start to do angling the, like, in this weird, weird yeah. way I hate it oh, so yeah man. But, but, but anyway, the other thing so is I feel like PlayStation is the best way to explain it because that's the only one that's unique. Where it's like, you can't yeah. just be oh, it's where A is, because that's, yeah. depending sure. on you the know where Square changes. is. You know yeah. where that's a great point, too. It's just the opposite of the Xbox, which yeah. I also, I, Xbox, I know, like that. X, PlayStation, <laughs> I know, like that. Nintendo, I've never been able to memorize. Well, so Dash, I have the top button. Uh, I believe Jump is the bottom button, mm-hmm. and then you've got Shooting as the left button. Yeah. And so, yeah, I keep that format. For some reason, it, like, it helps me figure things out. Uh, but yeah, you can totally change it where triggers you can use. The biggest shooting. change I do is I yeah. change shoot to be the trigger because then uh, you can kind of just hold it down yeah. and that allows you to... Uh, I did not know that freedom. you could hold down the shoot button until halfway of my first playthrough. I was like pr- I was like frantically <laughs> present. Yeah. And then, <laughs> just so everyone knows, Barrett is the best person I know at this game. He is so good at it. So Boss, pass did pacifist, pacifist mode, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, You're I, I, crazy. I had to do pacifist mode for IGN to get uh, uh, gameplay of the black and white mode, um, and I did that when there was no guy. Like it came out, and then that weekend everybody was trying to figure out like how do we unlock this mode? How do we, do we unlock this mode? So there's no guide. I had to figure it out myself, and I still don't remember how I got through that. Thanks, Pam. Um, yeah. 
God damn it, Perry. <laughs> uh, no, I think that was probably a Dustin call. Um, Fucking Dustin. Even worse. <laughs> and so, yeah, play it, got to start playing it again. I think I started on Friday. And I was so addicted. So so many people over the weekend, because they know that I was interested in uh, Sekiro, they're like, ah, you playing Sekiro? Are you playing this? Are you playing Division 2 more this weekend? Woo! No, I was just addicted to Cuphead. Dude, that was my entire God, weekend. Now, it's, it's funny, so though, good. because before this, uh, you we had been talking about Cuphead a lot. I right. was talking to you about my playthrough, and I was mm-hmm. like halfway through. When they announced Cuphead was coming to Switch, you got it on Steam. Well, no, so they they it was before they announced it on Switch. I was just in the mood. It was like three... It must have been like two or three weeks ago at this point, and uh, I was just in the mood to play Cuphead, so I went to the Microsoft store, bought Cuphead. It was like 10 bucks or whatever, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to play some Cuphead. And you got pretty far in it. I I got all the way to the the train boss, which is basically the last boss that you have before you go to hell, and then... I did not complete that playthrough. And then you got the switch. And, <laughs> and then, then this, I did it this all Monday, over again. <laughs> I came in and he was just like, I beat it. I'm like, you motherfucker. And all of a sudden I was like, I can't let Barrett do that. I need to beat this fucking But now game. I'm very close to beating it three times. So, because I still got the triple I, crown winner. Yeah. The, yeah. Right, well, I'm, I'm okay with two. I don't need to. The, the different <laughs> console experience. I'm like, I'm, I'm down for this. Yeah. Um, but man, I had such a great time replaying this again. Yeah. And like, I felt like I had such a better understanding because once you know the patterns of the bosses, it's like right. you just are you you're know, just kind of relearning real, yeah, the yeah. real game is. Yeah. And playing it on Switch, I'm noticing my grades are a lot better. Yep. Still not as good as yours. Uh, but we're getting there. Getting and there. and I was proud of you. You got uh, A minus on King Dice. On King Dice, yeah. who is the bane of my existence. Um, <laughs> I hate him. A lot so of people much. gave shit to King Dice uh, when the game first came out. And I really enjoy that boss fight. I do agree this with you. Is the random one that you kept getting fucked down? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was so Bullshit. into it. Because you like kind of learn like I found like the true path of like, okay, the easiest path to do is uh boss two, boss four, and boss seven. And you just have to be very precise on the dice roll. And I was very into it. I don't know I, why. Yeah, but I love King that. Dice yourself. I am now a master at it because I've done it so many times. Sure, but yeah, you are. I, I still stand by it being a huge criticism of mine for this game mm. where I feel like every boss fight is so beautifully balanced and like nothing ever takes too long to do. Yeah. So when you die having to redo, it's not bad with the exception of King, King Dice. Dice. And before that, there's I was telling you, there's this robot boss fight um, in the, the junkyard where every boss fight has multiple phases. Like standards three, some have like Four, Four or five, five yeah. Um, but once you get to the third phase of this this robot, it lasts forever. And it's like you're in it for so long. And I feel like it was a bad development call because mm-hmm. I felt like there should have been a fourth phase of them changing up the gameplay. Because yeah. you're doing this bullet hell section for half the boss fight. And it just seems very unbalanced. And like unlike the rest of the game, which I think every single decision was perfect. Yeah. Like, the, the aesthetic of the game matches the gameplay so well through everything, the dialogue, oh, yeah. the writing, the everything. It just feels so purposeful that that, to me, felt like a blemish so late in the game. Yeah, that was that was a boss fight I remember first time playing through being very frustrated with because it felt like the difficulty because I was enjoying the difficulty but that one seemed like a weird like random spike and it wasn't even like I would have appreciated if it was the uh, last boss fight before hell but it's not yeah. you know you can get to that one pretty early on in uh, Island 3 so it felt like kind of random of like why the fuck is this so hard yeah um, but, but King I, Dice yeah. though um, now that I'm a fucking pro at it I will say it's still a criticism of mine because yeah. The problem with it is that boss fight, the entire thing from starting to, to finishing it, takes you about six and a half minutes, which is wow. three times as long. How long does oh, it take you? I think I'm like five and a half. Still, doesn't matter. 
Like, yeah. Owen and Barrett. I love, yeah, it. I love it. But no, still, like five and a half minutes is still almost three times as long as the other boss yeah, fights. Yeah, like the average boss fight, uh, to get like the gold, um, like kind of score on a boss fight time, you need to beat it under two minutes. And even, I remember playing King Dice this time around. I was around five and a half. Um, it might be. Somewhere around five and a half, and I still got like a gold tier. Like mm-hmm. they had purposely made. I mean, I got six the, and a half, and I got gold tier. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So huh. something they're giving out gold tiers. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the the problem with that though is that when you lose and have to redo six and a half minutes over and over and over, that, that's uh, that, not fun. Like that's that frustrating, frustrating because yeah. it gets to the point where a lot of like pretty much it's a gauntlet match where there's just a shit ton of bosses, new bosses. It's not like Mega Man where it's like, oh, you face everyone you did before. It's like there are six. Nine. Uh, there's no, nine. there's nine of them. There's yeah. nine new boss fights introduced in this one level, and they're all kind of mini bosses. To be fair, you don't have to do all nine. Yeah, um, if you're lucky with the damn dice rolls. Yeah, but, the boss baby. Yeah, there you go. There you fucking there's go. still two I, I haven't faced because I still have question marks next to them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I faced them all so many damn times. <laughs> uh, but it's just that, that to me, I think was kind of a bummer because it's like, it's, it's not fun anymore. And the, these games should be challenging and frustrating uh, to a point. Yeah. But. Not frustrating to a point where it's like, this isn't challenging, it's just frustrating. Mm, um, mm. And then after that's the devil, who's the final boss. Oh, man. I lo- I forgot how hard the devil was. Beat him, second try. Wow. Yeah. It took me a good two hours, because I remember Alyssa was watching like some movie, or maybe she was watching uh, um, Waiting for the Punchline. So it, was, it probably took me about an hour and a half or so, but yeah. I'm impressed. There's nothing I'm more satisfying, man. though. Like After that hour and a half of having the boss beat, you're like, yeah. I could do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I remember when they, they announced Cuphead for Switch, and I, I was very concerned about, like, is this going to be harder on Switch because the buttons are so fucking tiny and all this stuff? But it feels great on the Joy-Cons, yeah. man. Really I'm very fun. impressed. Are you planning on uh, going further in the game, like trying to? Uh, so yeah, like are are we allowed to talk about any of the like systems in the game on the Switch, or do we need to avoid? Yeah, avoid yeah, that? We can do that. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, like the achievement system in the in the game um, got there's me a little. Yeah, so there's achievements in the game. There's achievements that are coming later for Xbox, uh, Xbox Live, mm-hmm. but the same achievements are already in the game. Built into the actual game, so right? Twenty different ones, and they yeah. and they pop, and so it, you still get that gratifying, like, oh yeah, I did something. So there was a time after I beat the devil where I like went to, I was like, man, I only need to like collect four more coins to buy all of the stuff from the store, and uh, so you get like two achievements there, and I I'm guessing there's probably an achievement for doing the pacifist mode on all of the run gun levels, something about doing that. Um, so I think the achievement system is definitely going to keep me around for a little longer. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I remember you saying that you were a little, um, that the loading times were, were something that you noticed. I didn't notice it as much. I mm. remember, like, I remember noticing it because I was playing on PC. So yeah, PC was naturally faster. But from what I remember, the first time around playing this, I was playing on an Xbox One S, and it was, and it might have just been because it was an S. I don't think the loading times were actually that much different from a. They definitely f- are. Game Explain put up a video. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. But for really? me, it's not, it wasn't so much the loading time that bothered me mm. as much as the stuttering animation. See, I always had the stuttering animation. Every, it's every loading screen. I had that when it first launched on Xbox. Oh, though. really? Yeah, I remember That's it being weird. a huge problem of like the little guy like kind of freezing up and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I remember What's that. Wrong I was, little guy. Come I on. know. Yeah. I, and he's so adorable. He's like, like this little clock dude, and I, I wanted him to be happy, but he yeah, wasn't. He, he was, was frozen. So frozen. Yeah, I remember it was that. Like he was in Mission Impossible too. It was insane. God, <laughs> so much slow. So Shout much out to Cuphead. Uh, yes. It's another. It's another proving ground that everything belongs on the Switch. Yes, that is absolutely true. I, I want to keep playing. I want to go back. I want to try to 
get it. I've is never that, gotten any of the filters. Is so. it your Kansas City game on the plane? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm still, I'm still, guys. I haven't been talking about it in this show because I'm like these fucking spirits. These goddamn spirits, dude. You <laughs> gotta Smash stop. Brothers. No, no one else is I'm playing so it anymore. Close. I'm so Complete division. close to getting all of them. I have less than a hundred to go. Oh, wow. all right, that's There's so thirteen hundred. Yeah, no, that's impressive. Uh, less than a fucking hundred. I've beat classic mode. Like, don't you tell me. Sixty-five uh, there times. It is, there it is. Don't say that. Sixty-five times, guys. It's a lot. I only have four characters to go. God I'm getting. Damn. I'm doing it all on uh, Kansas City. Bro. I respect wow. it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I uh, I unlocked the. I think it's like the two line visual mode. I forget what they call it, but it kind of gives like a more orange and uh, grayer tint to everything. And I think you to unlock that, you have to get at least fifteen uh, A's. A's. Uh, so I feel yeah, like I, I can manage that. Island one, once you go back, is pretty manageable. Once you get the weapons, you can just fuck these motherfuckers. The back. the one that I had the most difficulty with uh, with giving getting an A score was the uh, the flower. Um, that's at the end of uh, oh. Island One. That one always fucks me up for some reason. Mm. And so, yeah, I got all A's on Island One, which was exciting. And then uh, I got A's on the King Dice and the Devil. And so I, I felt I felt good about that. Yeah, yeah. I B plus the Devil. Damn it. A minus the King suck. Dice though. Kev, are you planning to give this one another shot? It's on Twitch, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm totally planning to play it again. Hell yeah, you are. Do you think you're gonna beat it? Uh, I doubt it, but like <laughs> being on the switch makes it so much easier and like I'm definitely gonna get further I don't think I ever got off the first little island thing mm. How many uh, times do you think we hear Kevin swear in the background on these shows playing? If he actually jumps in it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh my god that for that weekend where I had to unlock uh, black and white mode Where like I took the Xbox home with me to unlock it so I could get gameplay on Monday I felt so bad for everybody like Andy and our roommate uh, other roommate at the time and Alyssa like I was yelling So fucking much that weekend. Yeah. So I apologize what a, a year game. and a half late so <laughs> Or two years so later, great. I guess um, Let's move on before we do that. I'm I want to say this episode is brought to you by these sponsors. This episode's brought to you by Quip. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brush our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. It's your oral health, and with a Quip electric toothbrush, sticking to good habits is simple. Sensitive sonic vibrations for an effective clean that's gentle on your sensitive gums. There's a built-in two-minute timer, so every 30 seconds it pulses, telling you to change what quadrant in your mouth uh, you're brushing. And like I've been telling you guys a thousand times now, I was definitely not brushing my teeth for as long as I was supposed to. Um, the two minutes, it, the, having the timer makes it a lot easier. I'm definitely doing things right now, and it feels great. Uh, there's a multi-use cover that works as a stand. It mounts to mirrors and slides over your bristles to pack and protect your quip on the go. It's very sleek looking. I love it. Every time I look, I walk into the bathroom, look at my shower. I'm like, man, my setup is looking nice now because I have that limited edition black on black quip, and it looks Fantastic. Feels fantastic. Tim, too. you sold me on the black on black. I got my black on black right yeah. now. Yeah, dude. Oh, Barrett Courtney joining the squad. Uh, Nick and Gia have been using theirs and love how easy and reliable it all is. I have too. And soon, Barrett will be as well. Oh, Greg Miller too. I think we're like an almost entirely Quip household here. It's fantastic. That's why we love Quip and why over 1 million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash KF, Right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash KF. 
Also, shout out to Upstart. Applying for a loan is a lot like applying for a job that you don't get to interview for. Instead, loan companies make their decisions based off your credit score and history without getting to know the whole you. Now, thanks to Upstart.com, it never has to be that way again. Upstart is revolutionizing the way you borrow money by rewarding you for your job experience and education in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart is a great option if you're trying to get your business off the ground. Uh, kind of funny would have definitely benefited uh, early on in the game if we if we use a system like this because uh, we could have had the studio a lot sooner. It would have helped out a lot. Uh, unlike traditional credit underwriting, which could be biased against people with a short credit history, Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score while assessing your credit worthiness. Upstart. FICO store score. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in less than two minutes without affecting your credit score. The best part, once your loan is approved, the funds will be transferred to you the very next business day. The next day, 24 hours. It's great. Uh, see why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kind of funny to find out how long your Upstart rate, how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes two minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kind of funny. Thank you for that, sponsors. Really quick, I just want to give a quick shout out to a game I don't think anybody's talked about on this show. Trials Rising. Oh. Shout out to Trials Rising. Um, I, I dropped off for a bit because naturally Division 2. We got to say DC kids. Um, almost at level 30. I haven't gone back. I've gotcha. had a oh, busy really? weekend. I, and I had the Giants game to go to last night. Yeah. I'm trying to get back either today or tomorrow. But yeah, I was really addicted for uh, to Trials Rising for a good two weeks. Game's super fun. Uh, I think it's on sale on Switch right now, and a lot of people are like, oh, I heard like bad things on Switch. I've only played it on Switch. There's some pop-in problems, but that's not what the game's about. That game is like the most like PS2 era, like Tony Hawk type of era type of Score game. Score challenge. Yeah, and it's so that's what, fun, Yeah, it's, it's you on uh, like BMX bikes, right? Yeah, and it's it's kind of like a high score thing, but also like a weird physics puzzle game at the same time, and it's so addicting, so fun. I, I love that game a lot, and I've sworn at that game a lot too, so um, if, if you're in the mood for that type of like era of game, I, I'd say give it a shot. I've never been able to wrap my head around the Trials games. I haven't played them too mm. often, and I feel like a big uh, reason for it not working for me is I've only played them on mobile. Um, uh, so there you go. There you go. That's, yeah, that's, that's probably <laughs> an issue there. Um, but Switch, I, man. I'm interested in this. All I right. remember the trailer they had uh, at E3 last year, and there's a, it was just like a super fun trailer, so it stuck out to, like I think, uh, Tom Marks and myself, and we're like, we're all in on this game. So, yeah, I'm glad I, I got to play it for a, a little bit and show some love on the show. Good awesome. job. Have you been playing uh, anything else besides Division? Uh, I'm on. I, I talked about this, I think, on the pre or post show a couple weeks ago uh, on another Zelda Breath of the Wild run ah. through right now um, because it was the two year anniversary recently. So um, I you got start a new file. Yeah, uh, deleted my file and uh, went all the way through deleted again. It. I know, wow. man. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, like the second time I played it, I think a year or two ago like I made a new profile so I could keep my like original file but yeah this one I went all in and uh, I got through all four Divine Beasts and I'm going through the um, uh, the Champions Ballad or whatever uh, which is cool because it's the first time I'm naturally playing through the DLC as part of the game wow. rather than oh, going to the DLC later how is that 
How does I, that affect the overall gaming experience? I think it's a cool experience, and I, I would love to hear from someone who experienced Zelda for the first time with the DLC originally, mm-hmm. um, because that was like one of the first. Uh, that was like the frustrating thing with the uh, Ballad of the Champions or whatever the fuck it's called. Champions Ballad um, sounds right. Yeah, and so that was the frustrating thing when we all like jumped in that night where they announced like it's coming out now or whatever, and we realized like oh this is like a weird like it's a cool DLC for cool little more story moments. But it's more of just building up to face Ganon, and that we already did that. Yeah, we already did that. So, and on top yeah. of that, there was that I I don't remember what part of the DLC it was, but the majority of the gameplay was just kind of like a hide and seek. Where in the world's Carmen San Diego type thing, where it's like you get hints at things and you're like <laughs> yeah, supposed so, to find them. So the uh, the first part of the the challenge, you go back to the the starting area, you grab this weapon, it takes all your hearts out except like one hit, and so that that part I remember a lot but of people it's being one hit kill. Yeah, it's one hit kill, but there's some recharge time to it. Once you get through that, um, I enjoyed that part. I know a lot of it people was really hated cool. It. It, it, it was very even tied island. Um, and then after that part, um, new areas uh, or new things start sprouting up throughout the world, kind of near the uh, the different divine beasts. And yeah, you go to these little temples, and they give you like kind of pins on like an area of the map that you have to like go back to the main map to look at and then go back to that and you're like I think this looks like what you're saying. I thought the implementation of that was like pretty poor and I I did not like that stretch of the DLC but I can imagine that doing that while playing through the game like naturally would be a lot better because you are familiar with the world. Yeah. Having that was months later, like six months later, yeah. jumping back in and trying to like, oh, where the fuck's that? Well, even more because like, I was, don't even know. Because Zelda came out in March and then that DLC dropped to, at the Game, game Awards. Awards so yeah, that was yeah, that was a good nine months. So yeah, it was like going back learning controls and yeah. that was what yeah. broke it for me. It's like, oh man, DLC. I remember I jumped in and it was just yeah. like. Ooh, yeah. how does any of this work again? Oh, yeah. fuck. It's, it's way more fun going into it naturally, like, naturally along with uh, the main part of the game. So I'm, I'm glad I'm kind of experiencing it. If you if anybody out there has uh, played it uh, for the first time with the DLC, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, but yeah, does it hold up, though? Like, is it oh. still one of the best games of all time? I was getting shit from Andrea the, the other week for saying it was one of the best games. She's like, really? I was like, yeah. It's one. Of, it's the best Zelda game. And if it Zelda- isn't Paragon, she doesn't want to hear about it. Right? <laughs> it's the best Zelda game by a mile. I don't, I don't care about all you nostalgia lovers who love Ocarina of Time. I played that recently, too. I mean, too. that's the right pick, though. So it's Ocarina, like, of Time's fucking, that, right? Ocarina of Time is fucking awesome. The only good way to play it uh, modern day is on 3DS, and I played it recently, and it's still awesome. But Breath of the Wild. Best Zelda game by a mile, and Zelda is one of the best video game series ever. So yes, this is still one of the greatest games of all time. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Ocarina's better. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not. Though. It is, I, it I love Ocarina. But it does no. not. There are a lot of things that don't hold up. I mean, um, neither Link to the Past. So, no, I'm just fucking with you. I do think <laughs> Link, Link to the Past is better than Ocarina, though. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. But then we got we got Breath of the Wild. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you on that one. Um, anything else? Or is that it? Um. I got a code provided by PlayStation uh, last night. Good job. Look at that FTC stuff yeah, he's got. Uh, FTC, uh, Sony yeah, did their me. job. SIE did their job um, for MLB The Show 19. Sure. Have it downloaded. Mm. Haven't played it yet. Okay, but not, because yeah. we went to the Giants game, uh, preseason game last night, uh, it was really... It was a lot of baseball happening. So much baseball. I'm in, I just got notifications from my fantasy league. I didn't realize you were such a baseball um, guy. I, I was... Uh, my dad tried to get, raise me through all of sports, and the one thing that stuck was baseball. Because, nice. uh, like, I like I get into football every once in a while, um, and then basketball, which is something... Like, that. that's a game that I like to play. 
rather sure. than watch. So, uh, but yeah, baseball stuck with me. I was. Could raised you beat Andy Cortez one on one? In basketball, yeah. probably not. God, no. why can't you just say yes? You know, <laughs> put him in the ground. I gotta respect him now because he beat me in tennis once. Um, but uh, he embarrassed you in Mario Tennis. Was, he didn't beat you. He embarrassed. It was you. the internet lag, my dude. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, IGN's got bad internet. Didn't yeah, that, so. I, I was on the come up. Uh, like I was born in '95. Mario Tennis. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Do you think we're actually playing real life tennis? I had him. Well, we were talking about real life basketball. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I, I was born in the mid '90s, so like I was coming around when uh, the the tri- the Cleveland Indians, which I'm from Cleveland, was kind of having a like they're they're on the up and up. They uh, went to the World Series one year, then lost. Uh, but yeah, I was raised with like Omar Vizquel and like all these uh, these great players. So yeah, I've been loving baseball ever since. Tim, I forget uh, what position did Omar play. Omar? Yeah. Oh my God. He was definitely the shortstop. Gotcha. 100%. Nailed right? It. Nailed it. Fucking nailed it. I'm so <laughs> proud of him. Wait, did I? Yeah, you nailed it. Omar Vizquel was the shortstop. Good job. He was the reason there why I wanted to be there shortstop. And I was the shortstop was my position when what I What is a shortstop? I don't know. It's a play, it's he's a player, not an outfielder. It's a, I know that. Yeah, he's closer. He's closer than that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. It's the position Just in between second and third base. Mm, for mm. those of you who don't know. Between second there. and third base, one of my favorite positions, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Tell jobs. But anyway, oh. all right, I've got it downloaded. Um, I might report back on thoughts next week. <laughs> I might. Good, yeah. good, good. And now, uh, to close out the show, close I want to talk out. about Division 2. The Division 2. <laughs> what do you want to know? So you, you, you're both playing. Yeah. You're just fucking addicted. Right. Yeah. How addicted are you, Barrett? Um, I mean, I was pretty into it. I was pretty into the weeds uh, last week, and it reminded me of when Destiny 2 uh, first launched as mm, well, where it was mm, the first mm. time in my relationship with Alyssa where she was like, you can't play tonight. We yeah, need yeah, to yeah. spend time together. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck, you're right. No, um, you're right. Yeah. Jen yeah, does yeah. that. Jen, Jen, yeah. That's the same thing. I've had that conversation. <laughs> like, it's, cool. We, you could play another nine hours or we can or go we anywhere can and out. do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you're right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. And so, yeah, this, uh, the launch of this game reminded me a lot of that. I'm getting super addicted. Uh, Again, just because I, I haven't played the last couple of days, just because of different life, life. stuff and being yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to apologize. So, but um, yeah, I'm level twenty eight, um, almost close to thirty. Yeah, still got to do all three of those uh, strongholds. Yeah, uh, still need a team to to do that with. Kev, what uh, what level are you at? Twenty five still. No, uh, we gotta get you I up there. You're I close, man. You're close to twenty six, and then yeah. we can do them. You all fell off, man. Meanwhile, Fran, of course. God. Every morning, no, I should say every morning in quotes. Every uh, 11 a.m. usually, I get a text from Fran that's some a variation of a SpongeBob gif with uh, bloodshot eyes. Yeah. Because Fran will play nonstop all the way. What level is he? He's world tier four. He's, he's the highest so gear score he can be. World tier four. So that, uh, that's when it turns I'm kind 28. Of, I'm world tier four. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, so it, when you get to 30, yeah. Timothy, yes. right? Uh, you, you're running these strongholds out there that are like bigger missions, right? That are really cool, really great set pieces. Like, so incredibly done in terms of piecing it all together to sort of like, you know, you're going out on these missions generally and like you have your side missions, you have random events that are happening in the world, like control points. So I guess in terms of the hierarchy to try to bring you up to speed, sorry, mm-hmm. let me dial back. You have random events like here, they're holding a hostage over here and you have to run an intervene there. Or this is a control point where you have to try to take control back of this area, right? Then there's side missions that are like, okay, you're going to the building, you're doing this thing, whatever. Then there are main missions, which are like major story build beats, right? And now there are these strongholds, which are main, like, a couple different main missions pieced together to make one giant thing. And so like the one that really, I think the first one I did maybe was Roosevelt Island with frame. 
Uh, I don't think that's true, actually, but it doesn't matter. This is the one where I really understood the scope of it, where we came in, all down, you know, you, we have to walk in off the bridge, and the bridge is blown up, so we came off, and we crossed the water, we got over there, we started fighting in, and we're doing all these different fight things, and we, you know, like 30, 45 minutes later, we're almost to the end, and we're on the, we blew up these ships on the uh, shore, and Fran's like, yeah, now, if you look over to the left, you see the bridge all the way back there, and you got to look, and you're like, oh, fuck, like, we've come in and done all of that as we That's weaved cool. our way, as really like, cool. and like, the objective keeps changing of what you need to do in this area and stuff to get to the thing to finish the boss to finish the stronghold you get to level 30 which is cap or whatever right and it starts building you to 31 when you get there and but mainly when you finish the strongholds you unlock specializations which is what they've talked a lot about right whether you're going to be a grenade launcher a crossbow dude or a sniper Mm -hmm. and it's another special weapon now for you or whatever this is also when what we've talked about before is that black tusk invades right tim Mm -hmm. and so these are like the special operatives that are using the same kind of tech you are like you know you're using super high tech like Mm -hmm. drones and shit they're using that too you remember those you know that every time the boston robotics people put out like they're using those fucking things that are going to kill us one day they got those motherfuckers walking around these guys invade the world when you get your specialization they take over the strongholds and they take over the main missions that you've already done so now as you start doing this world tier stuff the idea is that you're you start on world tier one and you you have to do these two maybe three in the first one but two or three main missions that are the same areas but now it's Black Tusk rather than the people you were fighting before. So it's different. It, mm. Like your objectives are different. You're not doing the exact same thing. So you it's check- like Spider-Man where you're not fighting the, the Kingpin's gang. Now you're fighting these guys and they have jetpacks. Kind of, but no, because the, this is you've already done that as well in this game mm. where it's like, oh, the true sons are taking over this part of the thing, but the outcasts own this part of the city. So you're fighting different factions. These guys are like the Supreme dudes. They've come in they're there to kick the shit out of you and everybody else. So you go through, you do the, ma- the two main sort missions again, right? Which then open up the stronghold. You beat the stronghold, and then that propels you to the next world tier. Mm. So you keep doing this at, in this thing to go through and do all the main missions to get all the stronghold to get up to world tier four, which then w- has a gear. All of this has gear score attached to it. Gear score being what's gating you now between getting into these things. You run the main missions, you get better drops, you equip them, your gear score goes up. Kind of turning into Destiny uh, power level type of stuff. Exactly. 100% yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of just the easiest explanation, which I know still wasn't easy, but yeah. Right. So yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Fran right now is at the highest world tier. Currently, when I get home tonight, I'm going to probably order some wings mm-hmm. and then immediately do the final or the stronghold to kick me to world tier three. And then okay. the, the race will be on of how much I can get done tonight to see if I can push myself to world tier four before I climb in the plane, even though I am bringing the PlayStation with me to Chicago and Kansas City. Of course. Jesus. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, come on, man. Something's got to be. And then you hit the guess highest, what, motherfuckers? What? Jen, not here next week. So, you uh, know, I'm oh, coming damn. in here fucking gassed and dead every day because I was I was actually doing that thing of like, man, well, Fran, I was talking to Fran. I'm like, so is it like. Are you still enjoying it? Because like you hit the, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm still around. I'm like, okay. And then it was that thing of like, oh duh. Even once I get there, I mean, there's plenty of shit for me to do and unlock and stuff. But, but now you can do it all over again with us, man. Well, 100. But also platinum. I got to be working on my platinum. I got a whole bunch of different objectives yeah, to get out there and do. It. So I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. But that is my big thing. Is like, right now, what drives me crazy is that because yeah, work or you know, travel, hanging out with the wife, life. I haven't had the. I have, I'm not world tier four. As soon as I get to world tier four, I'm like. Oh, okay, cool. Then Breathe it's going to be, I'll fuck around with everybody. I'll go yeah. do whatever anybody needs me to go do. But right now it is that thing of like, I'm just, clan, just gotta get there. I get in there, man. I post the clan message of like, all right, anybody want to run this thing? I got to go out and do this thing. And then, you know, they come in and we all fucking power around and do gotcha. it. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Man. But all it's right. so good. It is so good. Like I'm, 
Good for so them, man. I'm with proud that of game. them. Ubisoft. I won't be surprised game. if uh, this is in the, my top 10 list of game, uh, games. Oh, I'll year. be shocked yeah. if this is in my top 10 yeah. list or in pretty, yeah, I mean, definitely top five, I think, unless yeah. some really something crazy shit happens. Like, yeah. But it's, it is that thing fall. of like, I, I, you know, when I platinum Destiny, that was definitely a thing of like, all right, cool. And I'm done. Yeah. And it's down. Whereas this one, I really do feel like I'm going to hit World Tier 4. I'm going to platinum it. But then it's going to be like, I still these, these projects hanging around. Yeah, yeah. and I want to go help people out and I want to go do this. Yeah. And yeah, there's so much different goofy shit to do. Not to mention, like, since last time we did this, right, I had the old school sleepover with Austin Creed and Scott Lowe, mm-hmm. where they came over and we all just played in the living room. What, what are you shaking your head at, Boss Baby? We had to go see us. That's on you. You wanted to go see the movie without me. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you guys, book, I think you were invited. I know, but I went on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it was like, oh my God. It's like, that's my thing of going back to Chicago uh, this week, right? It's like, I'm, uh, they, I think they've finally passed the leveling scaling or oh, jumping really? and okay. so it's like totally like i know pose level one and i'm like yep i'm just gonna bring this the game screen i have and the thing over there and sit in his house right. and after my mom goes to bed and be like I let's just it. fucking play for five hours oh that's, that's what going awesome. home does to you love it ladies and gentlemen this has been kind of funny games cast thank you very much for joining us uh we will see you tomorrow for our Twitch shows, you know, twitch.tv <laughs> slash kind of funny games. I'm not going to get cute with that. I'm not even trying to guess what they're watching. Time's weird. Time is Times a Times they are a change. Until next time. Shout out to Bob Post show time, baby.